Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 187. And my very special guest on today's show is Shane from the band DZ Death Rays. They've got a new single out at the moment called All or Nothing, which is on Alco Pop Records. And they've got a brand new album coming out in July uh, called Positive Rising Part 2. Um, and I am only just recently discovered this band. I know they've been around for a little bit. And uh, yeah, loving it. If that indie kind of indie rock indie fuzz rock if you love that sort of stuff um they are absolutely fantastic and hopefully once the world opens up again they'll be able to get over here from australia and uh tour again over here which will be fantastic but we'll leave that to the interview we have a lovely chat on there um I want to thank Shane for staying up late, his end, and um, I, we basically because there's a massive time difference between here and Australia, so I want to thank him for that, and uh, yeah, it was an absolute pleasure chatting to him. Apart from that, everything else has been uh, relatively fine. I guess the Bucks just won the Super Bowl, so uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, <laughs> maybe missed Tampa, though. All those all those city shots on the coverage and all that kind of stuff, um, it was absolutely fantastic, and it was lovely to see... Um, Tampa Bay win another major trophy along with the Stanley Cup and the American League in baseball um, and the Eastern Conference for the Rowdies as well which is absolutely brilliant so um, it's good to see where I used to be uh, doing <laughs> doing so well um, also uh, live streaming stuff uh, once a month uh, Schism uh, Twitch page at Schism Rock Club on Twitch um, we're going to be doing uh, we have been doing um, live DJ sets and stuff in a virtual nightclub so uh, thank you to any of my listeners that joined me there and uh, anyone uh, that's curious about it we play rock metal and party music till stupid o'clock in the morning so um come join us it's first friday of every month also i'm going to be starting doing stuff on the total rock twitch channel as well and that's just uh twitch.tv forward slash total rock um please come give us a follow and uh yeah there's going to be some content on there some of my um recorded interviews are going to be broadcast on there uh along with the um youtube channels and all that kind of stuff but twitch at the moment i'm looking to expand that platform um just purely to give me um little bit more stuff to do on that front and help expose new bands and new music and all that kind of stuff so uh it's all good but um i'm not going to keep you much longer because quite frankly i am freezing right now in my um studio um the heating's been off all day and it's been snowing outside so um we are in minus um minus uh, degrees if you will in here so uh without much further ado i give you shane from dz death rays enjoy I would like to welcome to the show today, I have Shane from the band DZ Death Rays. Welcome, Shane. Thanks for having me. Absolutely my pleasure, man. Um, yeah, uh, I'm loving your music. I've only recently discovered you guys, um, thanks to Alcapop and um, Wall of Sound. And uh, yeah, I went back and I listened to um, the part one of uh, Positive Rising. Yeah. And really enjoyed it. Really loved um, Nightmare Wrecker, I think it was called nightmare yeah 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 really love that track um but yeah i was here to talk about your new stuff because that was released yeah. a couple of years back um you've got a new single out right now called all or nothing and yep. um it's currently available across all the sort of streaming services and whatnot at the moment um and you've got uh, a part two of positivity rising uh due out yeah um when's that coming out what date 
Have you got, got a date? Uh, I believe it's. <laughs> I should know this, but it has been pushed back so many times. I think it's. I think it's the sixth of of July. Sixth of July. <laughs> Somewhere okay. in the start of July. Somewhere around. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been pushed back a few times. Um, so we never really had solid dates, but originally it was supposed to come out. I think uh, early last year, okay. um, early to mid, you know around March, and then it was like, oh no, we'll push to September, and then it will push. Then it was like to March, April this year, yeah, twenty twenty one, and then now it's July. So I'm I'm glad it's finally got a release date um, because. We we finished this record so long ago. Yeah. Um. So you know, and we, we've just been over you know through COVID, like writing an entirely new record. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the landscape's completely changed. Um. Now and it's uh it's a bit weird not being able to sort of like put a record out and then tour it and then have six months away and then put another record out and tour it. Um, yeah. It's been kind of a bit more of a shambles. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, you're not the only one, or not the only band in this yeah, uh, kind of totally. uh, merry-go-round that we're kind of going through at the moment, but obviously you're over in Australia right now, Yeah. Um, so, you know, the time difference between us right now, so again, thank you for doing this. Uh, it's all right, no worries. <laughs> um, so, what, what's the, what's the um, sort of like, because we, we get filtered some news um, from, obviously, world news through our media here, but what what's the sort of situation like in Australia at the moment with the sort of covid pandemic and 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 all that kind of stuff that's going on well, at the moment i mean depending on where you are in australia um so if you're living in western australia it's a hundred percent what it normally is cool. i think they've, they've had festivals um you can go to gigs you can go to nightclubs um i'm on the east coast i'm in sydney sydney is probably the worst at the moment um and even that, you can still go to the pub. You can still, you know, go out for dinner. Yeah. But in terms of gigs, there's no gigs really, um, unless they're sort of sit down, um, small capacity. So a lot of like my friends are doing, you know, acoustic shows. And I have been to a couple of sit down shows and, you know, they're pretty good. Um, but I do miss that thing of like a sweaty yeah. room, you know, and, and the atmosphere and the vibe between people connecting in there. Um, and I know it will come back, but, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a long road, but yeah, it's in terms of Australia, we've pretty much don't have many cases unless they're coming from overseas. Okay. Um, so we're really in that management sort of mode where the people come in, they have to quarantine for two weeks and then, you know, they're keeping everyone tested. And if someone does have it in the community, they're tracking everywhere they've gone and trying to find everyone who potentially could have it testing them and trying to sort of suppress it as much as possible. We've been doing this for like, you know, a year now yeah. um, pretty much. And it has worked, um, but with not without its um, issues, obviously like anything, <laughs> this is yeah. all new to everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Melbourne had a, a pretty rough trot last year, um, but they're doing really, really well now. And they're doing, um, you know, there's, like bands like clowns are playing um, in venues and stuff. Yeah, limited capacity. Yeah, but still, they're getting to go and to do a show with people standing up. Yeah, and what? How have you guys adapted to this uh, sort of like the the, the situation? Like, because I've seen a lot of bands do um, 
like live streaming acoustic or full-on live performances um what how, how have you guys sort of like kept in touch with people well it's quite hard because i live in sydney simon yeah. lives in brisbane and okay. lachlan lives in melbourne so between the three of us you know there's two thousand kilometers in distance yeah um and the one thing that has happened in australia that might not have happened in america or the uk or is we've had state border closures which has been really tough because i have family in different states we are a band that spreads over three states yeah we need to be able to work and to be able to you know we i was to get on an airplane like it was a bus yeah and now you know i went on two airplanes last year um and yeah it's been really hard in terms of trying to get together to do video clips to do these live sessions so for us we actually haven't seen each other as a band together we haven't played a single note together since march 13 wow. last year yeah wow. so it's the longest we've ever had apart from each other yeah. in uh 12 years um i have i caught up with lachlan finally um on the weekend just gone and i have seen simon a few times but not the three of us haven't been together. It's yeah. always something's happened where Melbourne's in lockdown or then New South Wales is in lockdown and Queensland shut their border to, you know, it's just this thing where you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and it's really hard to plan stuff. Yeah, no, that must be, that must be incredibly difficult. It's, um, it's, it, it, I mean, it's a testament to your sort of like the brotherhood and your band to sort of like that you're still going as well, because a lot of bands kind yeah. of, that i've known have kind of like because they haven't been able to stay in contact have or stay you know get together um have like called it a day or got into like an indefinite hiatus or anything like that um but yeah that's a testament to i mean like i said i went back i listened to your stuff and i'm loving it i didn't i didn't realize you guys have been around for as long as you have but obviously you know me being in the uk you being in australia there might be you know the pr sort of side of things may not always hit me so <laughs> yeah i mean this is a, this is a thing like with music is you never know when you're going to pick up a new fan or a new listener and yeah. i think especially with the internet now it's so much easier than when we first started out you know it was we were coming to the uk but, but like spotify and, and and apple music and like the the big names they weren't really doing what they're doing now yeah um so yeah it was very much like oh you want to make it in america or the uk we'll get over there and do 20 30 shows yeah and start getting your name out that way but now well i mean you could there's bands in australia that i know have you know leapfrogged a lot of other bands just because people have just found them online and yeah. the community has sort of built around them um which is you know completely new and interesting yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's uh, it's it's certainly strange because I, I was in a band in the sort of early two thousands and sort of seeing the resources that we have now. I was a sort of I was in a sort of DIY band, um, metal band, yeah. and you know we 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 you know we did all right, released three albums, all that kind of stuff. But um, some of the resources, like especially online, that we have now is I would have loved to have had back then. <laughs> yeah, just for the reach totally. and and just for the sort of like. Um, just for the platform really because it's kind of like i always sort of like when i look at it now i always see it as a an equal platform so you could have you know foo fighters releasing something you could have taylor swift releasing something on the same day and then you could have like a smaller sort of like unsigned or independent band releasing on the same day and it's all on the same format there's no sort of like 
um, throttling. There's no um, overwhelming stock of of like in a in a record store. Like you'll get a massive display of Foo Fighters or Taylor Swift, yeah. and then you'll get your band. You have to go through the thing and find it under the the the, the initial that it's under. Um, yeah. Whereas now you can kind of like you can find stuff so much easier online especially on you screen. can i do i do find sometimes it can be a little overwhelming in terms of music and i'm like oh this what i want to listen to oh i don't know and i <laughs> and maybe i just go and go back to what i've always listened to but that was kind of also what i did with cds before i you know yeah. i would get a cd and i would listen to it until it pretty much didn't play anymore and, and now you know i you know i've got a fairly reasonable vinyl collection at home and and that's like our sort of like audio file. List, sit down and listen to a record on on vinyl, and it's like kind of our thing. It's like let's put a record on tonight, like rather than just stream something because yeah. you can just do that whenever. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm a um, well, I'm a DJ by trade, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm very much a vinyl DJ. <laughs> so yeah. all, all around me at the moment, I'm not going to move my camera, but all around me at the moment, I've got like record boxes full of vinyl. Um, Look up. I've DJed once using vinyl and it's so hard because I was DJing <laughs> punk music and yeah. it's like, oh, these songs are like two minutes and I'm trying to find the groove yeah. after two minutes is quite tough. Yeah, it's it, it can prove difficult. Like I, I do uh, like metal, rock, punk clubs here um, and none of them actually, to be fair, I've ever done a vinyl set for them, um, which I really want to do at some point, but I've got my turntables next to me here, so... You know, yeah. I, do, I do that online now. But um, yeah, you're right with some of those punk tracks because they're only like a minute and a half, two minutes long. And you're trying to like, if it's on an album, you're like, no, nah, this is going to be hard, yeah. especially in the dark. That's oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, that's, you know, I, I'm a, that's a whole different thing. I love vinyl. So it's, <laughs> um, but you guys are actually, you're releasing your album. I mean, you've released your album on vinyl before, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Every album has come out on vinyl. Um, and it was like, you know, definitely something that we push for. Uh, I think that there's something so great about having a tangible object, like a a vinyl sleeve to look at the artwork, which, you know, a lot of work goes into. Um, and then if you have a vinyl player or not, just to have it and just look at it, it's quite nice. And to read the liner notes and that sort of stuff. I think it's quite important. Um, I mean, I love reading the liner notes. I love learning about who did the artwork who produced, who mixed, who mastered, you know, like those things are really important to me. So, um, yeah, we always strive to, um, get our records out there on vinyl, no matter what. No, that's awesome. Cause I love, I love the fact, like, obviously I love playing vinyl. Um, I scratch it as well. So it's sort of, you know, I can manipulate those sort of like tracks and whatnot. But the, the, the big thing for me is, is, is that tangible object is having that artwork because it is like as fine as it was on a CD at, whatever size that is um mm. but having like the, the the 12 inch sleeve or gatefold and you can actually get the intricate details of the artwork that's in there um that's it and obviously the the music is 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 etched into this vinyl um yeah as well so you're Incredible. You, it's like you've you've you're owning you're owning a piece of that like that art if that, if you will um whereas yes. you know, a cd it's kind of burnt on with a laser so it doesn't really matter. mp3 it's you know, as soon as the, like, yeah. if, if all the power cut in the world, all the MP3s would go. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> a vi- with vinyl, you can wind up an old gramophone or something and, and play that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. This is, I, this is the next thing after COVID. 
Oh yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah. so yeah, I can I can see it. It's uh yeah, it's the next stage, isn't it? Um, yeah. But no, like I said, I've got vinyl all around me, and it's just sort of like yeah, I love that. I love that format. It's something that and and I know it kind of it like died off, but I've I've loved seeing its resurgence um, across the world. Like I, I was I was living in the states for a bit and um, going to like record store day events and stuff like that. They were just going to the record stores there. Um, and it's kind of what you would imagine. It's a huge record warehouse, and you just go digging right. for you, you can dig for days, weeks. Amazing, you know, yeah. Like the sort of size of it. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I love that sort of like part of it. Um, I don't miss carrying them around for gigs though. So. No, quite heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's where like USB sticks and stuff come in handy these days. But um, yeah, um, so if I could, because because I've only just heard of you guys, and it's sort of like uh, mainly for the benefit of me, but. Um, we're kind of going to go back a bit, but I was wondering if I can get a bit of an origin story on the band, like how you guys got together and, and, and yeah, that kind of stuff, what you're kind of, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, Simon and I, um, we lived together in Brisbane. We've been friends since we were in, um, high school. Cool. Um, we grew up in a small town in, in Queensland, uh, North of Brisbane. So, we wanted to be in a, a rock band and we had a band called Denzel um, and our drummer. We, it was the same layout as we have now, which is two guitars um, and, a, and, a, and a drummer. And Simon actually played guitar and I played guitar and did vocals and we had another drummer. And he left and Simon was learning drums at that point. This is 2008, I think. Um, and we said, well... Should, you know, we're, we live in the same house. Should you just jump on and we'll just keep jamming some of those things that we've been jamming ourselves. And we sort of shortened the name from Denzel to DZ. Yep. Um, and from there, we just, we were, you know, very much figuring things out as we've gone along. Been learning our instruments, learning how to write songs as we've gone along. Um, yeah, so we put our first record out in 2012. So... That was about four years. So it was about four years worth of tracks there that went on that first record, Bloodstreams. Um, and then the wheels were rolling and it was like, okay, so then we have to do another record. It felt like getting the first one out was sort of the hardest thing ever. Mm. And then now it's just like, okay, let's start working on the next thing or the next project. What's it going to be? Um so yeah, we've done a lot of touring over the years. Um, and on the second record uh, called Black Rat, we did add, so we were very much traditionally a two-piece rock band. We could play, you know, there was some overdubbing and stuff on record, but we'd mostly be live two-piece. And then on the second record, we did layer some extra guitar lines. And it's one of those things where it's like, what do you do? Do you get a backing track for one little guitar line or do we just get someone to play and we can just beef up the sound? So we had a few different people um, sort of play alongside us over the years. And then um, our friend Lachlan, who lives in Melbourne, um, who we had met previously on another tour in Australia with his band, uh, we asked him to join. And, yeah, so the rest is history. That was 2000. 16 i think that he joined 2016 so he's been with us a fair while and um yeah both the positive rising part one and two he's had a huge part in writing those um those songs as well so i found that after the third record 
when I was re- writing stuff for whatever was next, it was getting a bit like, it just seems to be the same thing as what I've done over and over. I'm getting a bit trapped. Um, and then working with Lachlan was really great because he just thinks completely different to me in terms of like the way he puts together a song. Um, the key, he, you know, he usually writes in a minor key. I usually write in a major key. So you get a good sort of like contrast between the two of us. Um, and then Simon also writes as well. So the three of us all putting our heads together really sort of fast-tracked the next lot of writing. And that's why Positive Rising is a part one and two because we had so many tracks that we were like, all right, we want to do a double record. We want to do something different. Lachlan's doing the writing as well now. So we'll do a two-parter and we'll we'll release them quite close to each other. Well, then COVID happened and so then it's pushed (laughs) it back. So now it feels like it's like just two records, but... They're supposed to be together. They were all written at the same time. Yeah. All the songs. So they were recorded at separate uh, stages. But, but yeah, and that's sort of taken us to here, which is, um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were lucky. We, we got to last year, we got to go over and we did a tour with uh, The Darkness. I don't know if you remember them. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah. we toured uh, through Europe with them, which was actually just so fantastic and um, played some amazing rooms throughout Europe and some cities that we'd never been to before. Um, and that was sort of as COVID was hitting and we could, we were in Italy and we were playing these, you know, massive shows in Italy. And then we sort of cruised our way up, but we went up to Scandinavia and we we're in Scandinavia and people in Italy are freaking out because it's getting really bad there. We're like, yeah. oh. And so we were just ahead of it the entire time. Um, and then we got home to Australia and did a couple of shows and then it all just, everything got the pin yeah. pulled on it. Um, and that's kind of takes us up to here. You know, we've done a lot of touring over the years, uh, you know, toured the US, toured, been to China, been to Southeast Asia, uh, a lot of Australian shows, obviously. Um, it's our sort of bread and butter here. Yeah. And, um, but hey, we've been able to make it as a sort of turn it into a career, which is it's tough to- at times, but also like the most rewarding thing ever. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that I mean that sounds amazing. Like, um, I like when I was in a band, we we toured Europe and stuff, and and you know supported big bands and whatnot, and had that kind of like taste of it, and run off on our own shows. But did you ever feel? Did you ever think it would take you that far? Did you ever think it would take you kind of around the world? Was that kind of obviously it's probably when, not your initial plan, but no. Look, when we first started. Simon and I, we, all we wanted to do was get out of Brisbane. Like I had been in an indie band for a couple of years and then we had our little band as well on the side of that. And then the indie band fell apart and then our band fell apart. So we're like, okay, let's just play shows. So we did about a, only nine months of shows in Brisbane, just kind of doing like little dive bars or nightclub shows. And we were like, let's just, as soon as we can, get down to Sydney and just get out of Brisbane because we didn't want to get stuck in the Brisbane bubble. And so we did that. And that was our first thing. We are like, all right, let's just get out. We went there to Sydney, played two shows to pretty much no one. One of the shows, there was a crowd that left <laughs> as we were playing, you know, the classic. Um, but we kept going back and we ended up scoring a tour with Crystal Castles by uh, randomly by chance, yeah. um, which meant that we were doing maybe – 150 people in Brisbane and then the next sort of week we were going over to Perth and playing in front of a thousand supporting Crystal Castle. So it was like a huge step for us. Um, and from there we just sort of kept going, but we just, 
we just did this thing where we were like, let's just see how far we can take it. Let's not have a, like an end goal. The end goal is not to be the food, like food fighters. Yeah. It, the end goal is just to see how far it goes. Yeah. If it, if it's not like, you know, if it plateaus, that's fine. Just keep going with whatever, as long as you're having fun. Um, and, you know, Simon and I definitely have spoken about this many, many times, but we sort of said to ourselves, we were like, let's see how we feel at 10 years. And if we are not enjoying it, we, we can we can stop. Yeah. But we, that means we've given it a, a decade of our lives. Um, and we got to 10 years and we were like, man, this is so fun still. So <laughs> why, why, why stop? So, and, you know, that's – and it's just been – I've just been more – like so much more involved. And the things at the start that were hard, like – writing songs where we were just like, all we want to do is go into this punk, a punk bar and just make noise. Mm. But the songs were kind of half written. But now it's like, I love sitting in the studio and I love crafting a song and getting it to that point to then take out to the world. And I think it's like just something that you kind of in, you get into a lot more as you sort of write more music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, take it as it comes kind of thing for us cool no i, li- I like that attitude that's good <laughs> that's good um so what are your guys um see a silly question we've already kind of covered some of it but what what were your sort of guys plans like plans ahead um when obviously i don't know what like when things are going to open up because here we're in yeah full lockdown right now um yeah you know so it, obviously you won't be coming over here anytime soon um but in australia do you sort of have a an inkling of of when you might be able to sort of like put something together and maybe do something. Yeah, we, we, we're trying. We're trying for later in the year. Um, I think we had some shows booked for March, which were originally in November last year, some really small shows. Yeah. And we kind of just said, like, there's no, there's no point. Um, and it's kind of weird at the moment. We've, we've, we have to do something at some point. Um, and Australia, you, can, you know, they've got capacity limits and people are starting to do shows, but we're hoping sort of by the, you know, just after sort of the end of our winter into spring, um, around sort of August, we'll be doing some shows, um, you know, with the album have just coming out. So we, that's the plan. Yep. Um, if depending on what the show is going to be, we don't know. Okay. We, they could be sit down shows. They could be shows they could be half capacity standing i don't know I, like there's no answer so i think we just got to the thing where we're like we're we just it's if it's been a whole year yeah. we haven't even like played a single note together we need to we need to get together and do some shows yeah just for our own sanity yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes definitely definitely um but i've got a couple of questions left for you um shane yeah um if that's all right and i can let you uh yeah yeah i think because it's, it's late there so I'll probably let you go to bed um <laughs> <laughs> not too late it's not too late fantastic all right cool yeah. well um what i'd like to know um what are your if you could whittle them down to three albums the ones that that were real sort of pinnacle moments for you. So the one that, like, for instance, if you want to, like, give me the one that made you want to be in a band, for instance. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So it's pretty tough, but I would say three like pinnacle moments. Like, so one was Silent Alarm, Silent Alarm, cool. Block Party. Yeah. And when I got that record, oh, it was a CD. I remember putting it in my discman and walking 
just, I was like, I'm just going to walk home from the city and listen to it and just listen to it on repeat. Nice. Um, and this is like in my formative years, I've just finished high school. I first year of uni or second year. I can't remember first year maybe. And I just fell in love with it. I thought never heard anything like it. Um, and another record is pink by Boris. Cool. Um, it's, I don't know if you know, Boris, Japanese, uh, I don't know, psych punk metal band. Yeah. Yeah. They also do atmospheric drone. I mean, they kind of, they do so much stuff and they're incredible and they're amazing live. Um, and that record just really struck me. I was, it was so wild and brash and mm. um, interesting. Um, and it was great because I didn't know anything, any of the lyrics, but I still, fell in love with it um so that was definitely i think one of the ones that sort of made us think about sort of the way we play music um you know and the way it can be sort of like nasty and like you know sound like it's all getting distorted and creeping out and still sound musical and great um and i guess you know simon and i as a two-piece when we first started out um, it's the first record from Death from Above. Um, is it I'm, You're a Woman, I'm a Machine? Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, we just smashed, it was like that and then Bronx won. Those two records, we were just on repeat for us. Nice. And that also was, I was like, well, they can do it. They can make a two-piece sound huge. Yeah. Surely we can. And so we took a lot of inspiration from that. You know, nowadays I still really, really get into that record and I still really like their new stuff when it comes out. Mm. But I don't sort of see it as like, okay, we need to be that two-piece like them. It's like that was such a great sort of launch pad for us to sort of realise that we didn't need to have it at the start. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there would be three records. that, um, And they're all kind of... From a while back. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's yeah, absolutely fine. I, yeah. I mean, Block Party, I mean, they're from here. That that album was kind of everywhere here when it came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, even I sort of caught my eye because I was sort of like, I'm into a lot of music, obviously, being in the thing that I'm in. But I, I, I love sort of like, I went through sort of like the Brit pop age. So Oasis, Blur, Cast, um, Charlatans, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then sort of coming out of that and hearing Block Party, especially when they fuse sort of more, um, they had a kind of an electronic element to them as well. Yeah. Which, you know, which I loved. And that album was great. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen to Virus, I think. <laughs> I haven't heard them for a long yeah. time. So, um, But yeah, Death From Above. I actually, um, when did I, I saw them live uh, supporting Deftones and Incubus. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was an amazing show in, uh, well, because I used to live in, well, like I said, I used to live in the States. And um, it was in Florida, and they were the opening act on this, on this like, tour package. And, yeah, totally kind of blew me away. For an opening band in an amphitheater, I wasn't expecting much. But, um, yeah, they're fantastic. And, yeah, that's a, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I haven't heard that album for a little while, so. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's excellent. Um, so, uh Last question: What what are your hobbies away from music? Because obviously you haven't been sort of doing much in the band <sighs> ways in the last year. But did you have anything, or have you developed any kind of hobbies in that time? Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I am pretty music driven, and I sort of 
it, it sort of directs my entire life. But I guess, you know, this year in terms of, or the last year in terms of hobbies, I've tried to get back into reading, which is yep. something that I've, I wish I was better at. And I, and I, and I have been really enjoying it. Um, and yeah, a little bit of video gaming. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. So we've been getting into that quite a bit, um, over the last year, which is a perfect year sort of to do it. But honestly, you know, music is my, is yeah. my number one. And it's just like, it's everything I do. And when I'm not writing songs, Dizzy Death Rays, you know, like more rock stuff, I'm spending a lot of time just jamming ideas and figuring out very, like heaps of different styles and genres. And um, I actually love sort of trying to learn how to play within another genre so that I can kind of take that away and take it back to, you know, writing for DZ Death Rays and, mm. and trying to make sure that that band feels a little bit you know, like a bit more creative and it has can go in different directions. And yeah. It's not sort of just a, a like one direction sort of thing. Cool. Cool. Um, what games are you playing at the moment? If any, uh, so, well, we were, we actually had a track on the, the Tony Hawk reissue. So, um, we, we, we got a PS, I got, I hadn't had a PS for so long and I got a PS4 and I got the game. And so that was like really great to go back and play. Nice. It's like Tony Hawk one and two, yeah. um, remastered. Um, so that was really great. Um, and <laughs> when we were on just before sort of to, I think just before COVID sort of, and we were doing a couple of tours and we went to Europe and we went to, uh, Canada and then we went back to Europe. And we all had Nintendo Switch pitches. Oh, nice. So we were all doing like a bit of like gameplay in, in the green room. And I thought, I think it was like amazing because we were playing Rocket League so much. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because I think the Darkness guys must have thought we were super weird because there'd be us four sitting in the tiny little dressing room playing Rocket League, <laughs> screaming at each other before a show. And that's how we kind of warmed up. Like, you know, we, were, we weren't like smashing beers. We were playing yeah. Rocket League. Yeah. Um, but it was quite nice because it's, it's a you know it was a there's a lot of downtime when you're on tour, yes. so having a gaming console is great. So yeah, that was a great game. Um, and then I've definitely um, honed in on my uh, Mario Kart Eight nice. uh, skills, just bursting the Japanese kids yeah. <laughs> while in COVID. Yeah, no, that's amazing. No, and, and the Switch is a great machine, actually. Um, uh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got one myself, but I've I've played on them, and and my a couple of my friends have got them, and yeah. No, I'm de- it's yeah. definitely on my list at some point to grab. So <laughs> yeah, well, I just got uh, Last of Us, um, like the, the first one to yeah. play, and then my friend's going to give me number two. Um, semi apprehensive about playing because I know that I'm going to start uh, get into it, and then I'll I'll spend all my time just playing that game rather yes. than writing music. But I need to find the balance. Yes, you need to find the balance. You need that break mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, you never know. It might inspire you in some way. I mean, that game is heavily cinematic and very. Um, what's the word? It will draw you in. Yeah, it's very involved. So um, yeah, good luck with. That. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> cool. Well, Shane, thank you very much, man. Um, I really appreciate your time with this, and um, yeah, good luck with all things DZ Death Rays. I hope to see you guys live once we're back open here. Um, because now that I've discovered you, I want to see it live. Because I'm I'm loving the recording. So, 
Awesome. Well, as soon as we can, we will. Excellent, man. Well, you have a good rest of your night. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, be good. Be well. Thank you. Thank you, mate. mate. Bye-bye. Bye.